Charlie Lambding is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. The problem is not estate agents. The problem is the control and power behind the scenes that sets the rules of the game in the industry. The fact that I just don't go along with the whole industry bullshit narrative doesn't mean I'm not on your side. To have any chance of delivering more movers a better moving experience, I've also got to solve the problems that good agents are facing. And that's what I'm here to do. Good morning, everybody. Um, apologies if the picture is poor this morning. I am traveling, I'm with family, and they don't have very good internet here. Neither the Wi-Fi nor the, the uh, 4G. But nevertheless, let, let's just see what we can do. How is everyone today? Hope you're all okay. Uh, morning, Jack. Um, thanks for the great feedback on yesterday's show. If you missed yesterday's show, we talked about uh, how agents uh, shouldn't need to work for free and how to work for free less than you do currently. Um, so if you didn't see that, I would go, go and check out yesterday's show. Today is Friday, the 24th of March, 2023. Oh, another week's gone by. That was fast, wasn't it? Um, so uh, Christopher Watkins' stats show is out on uh, Property Industry Eye this morning. And the graph that um, he says this, the, these transaction volumes are picking up in terms of agreed sales, that's great news. Uh, and a lot of it was sort of saying that from a market activity point of view, it doesn't look bad. That's all good news. Um, and I think that the most positive, and I'm trying to be positive here, okay, uh, the most positive I see uh, of all his stats towards uh, increasing in transaction numbers is this one, which is the number of price changes, or, which is mostly obviously price drops. Um, it's very, very high compared to any equivalent week of the last seven years. 18,000, 18,500 price reductions. Now, and you compare that with the total number of agreed deals, it was about 22,000, I think. I mean, that's a that's a very, very high proportion in relation to the number of deals being agreed, prices being dropped. Prices being dropped equals more deals agreed. That is good news. Um, it means not so much working for free. Um, and, and it hopefully is a sign that more and more sellers are beginning. And what I hope it is the case, I mean, what would be what would be unfortunate is if the case of sellers lowering prices, but not far enough to get the deals done, which I know is happening. But um, hopefully that means a lowering. And yeah, no, so the other big news of the week, of course, is that uh, in Bank of England put the interest rates up a quarter of a percent. Um, that's not going to help mortgage rates any. Uh, or nor the cost of living crisis. Uh, Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England, is on Radio 4's Today Show this morning, actually uh, appealing to businesses to please stop putting your prices up. He said, stop trying to keep up with inflation because keeping up with inflation is what's making inflation worse. Um, I think I think sticky inflation is 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 uh, proving a, a, a harder nut to crack than they would have liked, that any, any of us would have liked. It's not good for any of us. Um, but I put out a tweet yesterday saying that what happens in the news today doesn't filter through into house prices for about six months. And so, you know, yes, interest rates are important. It's one of the biggest input factors to the cost of mortgages and therefore the impact on house prices. Um, and that's going to continue the downward pressure on prices for longer now. Um, but people are still moving. I, I, I did a survey yesterday 
uh, on my Moving Him a Charlie channel about all the movies in different stages. And the, the, the largest group of, of followers I've got on my YouTube channel, Moving Him a Charlie, is actually people who have sold and are waiting to buy. 35% of the respondents, so it's about 400 people responded, um, had, have sold uh, and are waiting to buy. Um, but there, there are keen buyers out there. So if we can just help the sellers understand the mathematics of why uh, their asking prices are no longer achievable, that's going to help. Now, I would love to start to try to give a bit more entertaining uh, content and I, I, want to start, I want to start featuring estate agent guests on this breakfast show. Um, there are a few out there who've already contacted me about doing that, and I'm going to start trying to get that uh, worked out. But there, there are two. What I don't want to do, I don't want to publish the link so that anyone can come and join in on the video here. But I do want to find a place that I can give estate agents the link to join this show if they've got a, a relevant story in the morning they want to share with other agents. Um, and I'm also about to launch a private agent-only WhatsApp group as a discussion, a sort of private discussion area for agents to discuss best agent and best agents' plans and what I'm doing about it. And, and my attempt to change public perception of estate agents, number one message being all estate agents are not the same. There's no point in pretending that there aren't bad estate, bad estate agents out there. That's terrible. And also Christopher Watkin put out a stat yesterday uh, on LinkedIn, which he did, he, he took down again, but uh, I did manage to see it, which is that the largest estate agent in London by market share of listings only sold, only exchanged on 28% of their listings in 2022, right? They didn't exchange on, on six or 72% of the properties they listed. I mean, apart from that being horrifically inefficient, financially um when you got 72 percent of london's largest estate agents clients not selling with that agent that's the sort of thing that is really driving the poor reputation of estate agents as a whole on the one hand but on the other hand these large corporates are still hoovering up all the market share of instructions because of unfair lead gen and disproportionate marketing that, that sucks mover leads into them thinking, oh, yeah, you're the one I should go to because you're the biggest by market share. Oh, whoops, you're also the biggest by failing your clients. And I want to get more of that out there because I, I, the two messages I want to get across are, yes, number one, all agents are not the same and great agents need to be uh, easier to find. And number two, yeah, sure, estate agents behave badly and the press gives, gives some coverage to bad estate agent practices. For example, the Times covered Connell's conditional selling story this week, which was very good to see because that's not okay. But of course, as all agents know, the bad behavior by movers is just as shocking. And there are lots of very good movers. There are reasonable cooperative movers. And then there are the guys who are just, just sort of average movers. And then you get the totally obstructive nightmare movers who just think it's okay to treat agents appallingly badly and get away with it. And then people who pull out really dirty tricks as part of their moving uh, and the, the secrets they keep and the lies they tell. You know, it, it's just as rife on the side of movers as it is on the side of agents. And I want to get that story out as well. So in the link below this video, I have put a link to my uh, LinkedIn profile where if you're an agent and either you'd like to come on the show and chat to me about whatever's happening in the market, the industry news, uh, 
uh, you can send me your stories. Uh, ask me for the link to appear on the show. Uh, send me your stories about about um, poor mover behavior. And also, if you want to join the Best Agent WhatsApp group, which is approaching 100 people now um, for that private WhatsApp discussion forum, uh, then you can send me your mobile number in there and I can check that you're actually an agent uh, because it really is going to be strictly agents only on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for <clears throat> uh, stories of poor mover behavior that I can publicize on the Moving Home with Charlie channel to let movers know that one of the things that estate agents are up against um, because it, it's not, it's an, it's an unfair balance in the public eye story about the behavior of agents versus the behavior of movers. And I would like to balance that out. And I'd like to try to improve the behavior of these of, of movers on, on that side as well and make the good movers aware of the fact that there are some very badly behaved movies and that can impact your transaction. I've had some horror stories from movers about how the other side of their transaction has behaved. Um, keeping it short this morning, it's, it's Friday. Uh, oh, follow up Friday, of course. The main topic of the, of, the, of the show. So this is a technique for people who find themselves overwhelmed with too much to catch up on, too many things to do, too many emails, phone calls, and everything else, deals to follow. I set this rule back in the early 2000s that worked like an absolute charm, and it was basically this. I called Friday, it was my, for me and my whole team, it was follow-up Friday. So we had no new meetings or appointments on Fridays, wherever we could avoid it. Friday was a day at the desk, to tie up the loose ends of the week, to follow up the meetings, follow up the, the, the sales meetings we're having on the software company. So for you, you might be able to following up valuations, uh, progressing deals. It's a day, so it, the idea is to stop all of your incompleted tasks that are actually time sensitive this week, overflowing into next week and starting next week even further behind. And I really applied this rule very strictly to my team and myself and it made a phenomenal difference to the number of things that actually got over the line that week. Like it doubled it. Just by saying, on Friday, we focus on getting stuff over, everything that's almost there but not quite there, get it over the line. Following up, calling back people said you called back, responding to the emails that were essential. And what you don't do on Friday is start any new stuff. Right? You don't start new stuff. You don't respond to new opportunities, inquiries, unless they're obviously crucial ones. Um, you just make Friday, follow up Friday, and you make sure you clear the deck of your backlog of people you have to get back to that were expecting to hear from you this week, uh, or, or important pitches that you've made that need following up on. Do that. Just think of it as follow up Friday, guys. It worked brilliantly for me. It takes a bit of discipline. You've got to be quite strong about it to not let yourself get sucked into reacting to what's happening on the Friday. No, that can wait till Monday. That can wait till Monday. That can wait till Monday. Let's get Friday to clear the week and not only does it mean you get more results this week it also means you start next week with a clearer deck i hope that's a helpful tip um have a fantastic friday um and i will see you on monday morning 7 45 thanks guys bye bye um rj yeah i'll i'll hear uh, accounts of movies behaving badly from wherever they want to come from uh, so please do send that in wherever you want <clears throat> 